Creative Babble. I'm Javier Leva, and you're listening to Pretend Radio. Stories about real people pretending to be someone else. Well, most of the time. This week, we're going to do something a little different. I have a confession to make. In pursuit for this pretend theme episode, I made an assumption. An assumption that almost tanked the interview you're about to listen to. You see, when I'm looking for stories, I try to anticipate what my guests are going to say. And boy, did I get this one wrong. All I wanted to do was tell a simple love story, which I assumed had a pretend angle. It turns out, this is not a pretend story at all. In fact, it's quite the opposite. This is a story about being true to yourself, even when the world is telling you to pretend to be someone else. Sorry to be vague, I just don't want to give away the story. So without further ado, here's today's Valentine episode titled, The Boy and the Girl. She is six feet tall and four feet of legs and gorgeous skin, gorgeous eyes, beautiful smile. Meet Adam. She's my inspiration. She's my drive. She's what's brought me to what I am. She's the reason I wake up every morning. Well, Adam is an enigma. That's probably what hooked me early on. And this is his wife, Candace. He's tall. Uh, I could wear heels and still be shorter. So that was exciting. I knew that when he said he loved me, he had looked deep within inside of who I was and fell in love with that and accepted that. He is my confidant. He knows all of my secrets. He is not my best friend. <laughs> I've got I'm, some really good best friends. <laughs> I don't want you to be my best friend. I, I, we both agree that your spouse shouldn't be your best friend. I don't know, I say it and it's cliche, but for lack of better words, I mean, he is my better half. He possesses every single Thing that I do not. Adam and Candace first met at a restaurant. He was there attending a company Christmas party, and she was the restaurant manager. She was helping take care of our table, and she actually helped me open my sake bottle because it had the really small cap on it, and I have trouble with those. So she, <laughs> she came over and opened it for me. <laughs> I don't remember any of this. And I remember. Adam finishes his dinner and sake and leaves the restaurant. He won't see her again for a couple months later. In fact, the next time they meet, they won't even recognize each other. This was a weird time for Adam. He had just broken up with his girlfriend of six years. He's pretty bummed out, so... One of my friends dragged me out of the house and took me to a local bar and 
was on the dance floor, not dancing because I have no rhythm. Standing with standing. the beer, staring. Just kind of, you know, perusing the crowd, and there she was, ahead above everyone else. Dancing. Dancing. Gorgeous. His friend catches Adam staring at Candace. I know her. Did you want me to introduce you? I was like, oh, yes, please. <laughs> Adam got her number from his friend and called her the day after Valentine's Day. Asked if she had a, if she had had a Valentine, and she said no, and I almost chickened out. And well, no, I asked her what she was doing that night, and she said working. Well, I said, oh, okay, I'll call you another time. And she was like, I still got to eat. <laughs> I, I I was I, like, I still have to eat. <laughs> and I said, I'm working until 8 o'clock. Yeah. I get off, yeah. and I got to eat. Yeah. So, yeah. And I proceeded to pick the most inconvenient restaurant for either one of us. And he stood outside, and I got out of the car. And just from looking at him and the fact that he, like, called me, like, random. Like, I, 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 I don't know who you are. I don't recall ever meeting you. You got my number from some person. I'm like, oh, you're going to be, you're going to be a douche. He, he seemed genuinely interested in talking to me and not in, like, what I looked like. I'm used to guys just being like, you know, you're hot. And I'm talking, and they're just staring down a little bit. I was crushing hard on her, but... Uh, oh, hard. I, I actually put myself in a debt trying to impress your friends. <laughs> he remembers going to one of Candace's friends' birthday party, wearing a borrowed suit. He was trying so hard. I was. To, he was like... <clears throat> he has since told me, he's like, I was so out of my league. We all compete, like... If you ordered three bottles of wine for the table, when the waiter walks by, it's like we're all competing to be like, oh no, I'm buying the next round. I was impressed because he was outdoing all of us. <laughs> like he was like getting up and getting the waiter. Like he was like, no, I'm buying a round for people. And like, who wants shots? And I was just like, whoa, what did he say he did again? And what is his freaking name? <laughs> she kept making me introduce myself to all her I friends. I can't remember his name. I just was like, it's biblical. Adam, David, Isaiah. I think we completely missed the question. <laughs> Adam and Candace started going on more and more dates. It was a couple months into our dating. Yeah. I think it was like six months in. Yeah. Both of us having just come out of long-term relationships had actually agreed to not have sex for a while. Oh, I love how he says now both of us had agreed we did. to not have. <laughs> I'm like, you agreed because I wasn't giving you. I'm like, I didn't I'm really like, have an option. I'm like, I... While we weren't having sex, we did sleep in the same bed when we'd hang out late and end up at my apartment and we were laying there and I kind of rolled over and looked at her stared at her creepily for a couple of minutes <laughs> yeah and she, I woke she, up. she woke up and kind of looked at me with that oh my god what are, what are and you doing and I said <laughs> what are you staring at and I woke up just like this is the woman I want to spend the rest of my life with laying next to me right now this is the most amazing person I've ever met and I'm terrified to tell her I love her and I think I said I'm scared to say it but I love you and I had to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, 
I didn't expect you to reciprocate at the time, so I wasn't overly disappointed. I don't know. I just was very cautious. And so I didn't want to think about it because I knew that I felt a lot of feelings for him. And so I I didn't want to say it. I think that night. You, that night. Yeah, you came to my apartment and were like, I didn't say anything this morning, but I love you too. Now buy me something. <laughs> <laughs> so he buys her a ring. But I brought the ring to, to Grandma, to Ma, and showed her and said, I'd like your permission to marry your granddaughter. Absolutely, she's your problem. <laughs> yes, she's your problem now. On Christmas morning, while everyone was opening gifts, Adam said, Hold on, I got one. Got one more gift for you. He presented her with a ring. She said he got it all wrong. Maybe an hour or so later, I said to you, I was like, we're going to have to talk about this ring. <laughs> It was so wrong. Okay, it wasn't the smoothest proposal, but she said yes anyway. They both agree that they've changed a lot since their proposal back in 2008. You've changed. I've changed. In You've good changed. ways. I'm like, you, hmm? you're now some like metro sexual. <laughs> I'm no longer the guy in the jeans and the hoodie. Like <laughs> hipster. I don't know. We don't really see love as being a fleeting thing. That, that that was like a common thing with us. Like we both are like, when you actually fall in love, it, it that's it. Yeah. Um, there's no going back. Love, it's something that doesn't need translation. It's something we all understand. And for anyone who's been in love for more than just a few months, knows that it's actually really, really hard. So before I give you a cavity with this really sweet story... Let's talk about some of the challenges they faced early on. Let's rewind back to the first date. I feel like this is like a really bad episode of Jerry Springer. When like they bring the like poor unsuspecting schmuck <laughs> and then they're like, but there's something that you don't know. <laughs> During our first date, you had told me you were transgender. And... <laughs> I went home and proceeded to Google what the hell that meant because I was sheltered little pastor's kid. Um, and then the following day after that, I had... I told was, you at the end, they said, you're probably not going to call me again after I tell you this, but um, I'm transgender. Mwah, kiss on the cheek. Thanks so much for dinner. Have a good night. <laughs> and then I was like, now we'll wait and see. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the day after that, I spent Googling. And then I called you the day after that. Yeah. And I love how he's just like, she told me she was transgender. I Googled it. And then I called her. And people go like, but wait, dude. <laughs> like, And I'm like, um, no, that actually is about his approach. He asked me about five questions mm. when he called. He said, you know, what have you had done? Um, and then questions with that. Um, and then he was like, are you happy? And I was like, whoa. I was like, um, that's not one that I get often from anybody. And I was like, well, yeah, of course I'm happy. And he said, no, like, are you 
with life. And I said, well, I'm happy, but I'm never content. And he said, no, that's cool. And uh, so what are you doing tomorrow? And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I'm sorry, could we go, like, to which I asked him stuff. I was like, you seem really comfortable with this. Have you ever met a transgender person or been with a transgender person before? To which he said, uh, no. <laughs> I was like, are you? Are you like bi or gay or something? No, you're a woman, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's this is how the conversation. And I'm like on the phone, and I was like, "What the fuck?" He'll he has no problem telling people. Like he'll tell you on, on a need to know basis. He, my my wife is transgender. Um, she's tall. She's half Hispanic, half black. She's really hot. In terms of our relationship. Yeah. Um, never been an issue it is something that we are both very aware of it influences a lot of our life Mm -hmm. mainly because it is the center of focus for which i work candace cox is an lgbtq advocate in raleigh north carolina she was a central figure in the fight against the bathroom bill hb2 her recent exposure has shined a spotlight on her marriage. Question that we get often is, why is that not a bigger issue for you? Like, my parents are hyper-Christian pastors. Like, I was raised in the church. I'm like... And they're very accepting of me, too. You have always been a woman to me. It's a really good Billy Joel song. (laughs) I'm like, whatever your past was... Whatever your physical anatomy was before, like that women get breast implants or like there's a number of surgeries that people do to make themselves look more like how they feel. And I haven't had that much surgery. You make me sound like a pincushion. I'm not saying you have had those things. I'm saying like whatever you needed to do to feel you, you're you regardless. I'm an interracial child who came from a life of, it could be hard, it could be difficult if I accepted it being difficult. When I was six and they told my mom I was transgender and because she took me to the doctor because when I was five, so several specialists later, I was six, um, she threw a softball, she played softball, and uh, went to throw it at me, and I went to catch it, and I didn't catch it. And it hit me like, I'm like, like thigh near my groin. <laughs> and I like yelled like, ouch, you hit me in the vagina. And my mom just goes like, what? I'm blessed that I was born into a family that um, gave me whatever. When I was eight, I wanted a pink Barbie birthday. I liked race cars, like like little matchbox matchbox car things. I loved riding my bike. I liked having silly string wars in front of our house with all my friends. I was a kid. I was too busy being a kid than being a boy or girl. 
So here's where I messed up. I assumed that when Candace was a child, she had to pretend to be a little boy just to fit in. And I was trying to imagine what that was like. But it turns out, Candace knew who she was all along. It's very hard to discriminate against someone or not like someone or not accept someone for who they are if they accept who they are. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you don't accept me, it's cool. I get it. If you do, cool. I grew up and, you know, went to college, went to Australia, had fun, and realized that party's over. I can't just, you know, be in college, having fun. Like, now it's like, up. Oh, real world. And it was like, also time for me to go ahead and be the woman that I'm supposed to be. And when I transitioned, the only thing that changed was that exterior. We all adapt. We all, we all adapt. We all, we all grow, I think is, we all grow up. You know, I'm like, I started as a seedling of myself and I'm still the same tree I'm just a bigger one <laughs> well that's why our love has changed I I'm not ashamed to say at one point in my life I was a man air quotes now I am a woman um I tell people I'm like I'll tell you what my name was before I'll t I'll show you pictures of what I looked like I'm still friends with the people I was friends with it means nothing and I've always been a woman, and I always knew I was a woman. And I didn't know that I was incomplete until I met him. I could have not had my surgery and still accomplished what I've accomplished thus far, albeit easier, actually. Like, I was a, a man. <laughs> um, but I didn't know that it was until I met him that it was like, wow, I have this other potential and yeah. And I can do so much more with him than I could on my own. Thank you to Alex Hopkins for inspiring this story. And for Daryl Lang for giving me the idea. But I really want to thank Wendy Gatlin for producing this story. I couldn't have done it without her. Wendy is the host of the future podcast called Tap Here. I'll keep you posted when it comes out. Also, thank you to Candace and Adam for sharing your personal story. Creative.